This is Daizen Shui X, the podcast, episode 153, for the week of November 30th, 2008. Welcome to Daizen Shui X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing website. Daisen Oh, I fucked up. All-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. <laughs> God damn it. I thought you were just doing something different for a change. I think I never did the show before. All right, let's do that again. Tight, tight ship. We were on. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Anyone? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a slight bit of entertaining. Sup, everyone. Hi. How you doing? I've done a podcast Hello. before. I know what's going on. It's all good so here. Say. <laughs> Let us go around and introduce the round table for today's fantastic episode. Over here to my less than proverbial right, as always. Is me? Yeah, it's, it's hey. me. Mary. I will say your name now. Mary. Mary. What's up? I am on a different planet right now because I've been playing way too many video games of a certain series. So my brain is continuously thinking in clues and riddles. And it's uh, hard to get focused on anything else. The intelligence level of the thing we're going to talk about today is not quite that high. Not that the Objection. game that I've been playing is even like that intelligent. <laughs> I <but> know. <laughs> sometimes the game makes you feel really stupid. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm addicted to it. I uh, still keep going good, back for more punishment. Good. Mary, Templo Trunks. That's right. Dragon Ball, fandom, etc. Long time. Yes. Good times. Fan Girl Supreme. Wonderful. Let me go around to Japan. I will introduce the man from Japan. Except it is not Julian. He's not here. I love that we have multiple men from Japan. <laughs> we just have this, like, resource. Well, I'm not actually from Japan, I'm for the record. Japan. No, but you're in there now. Let's call you Mini Julian. Yeah, I'm the replacement Julian. <laughs> I'm the emergency good. spare Julian. <laughs> we have Herms from Konzentai and our forum. And other places on the internet. Yeah, what's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good. Let's see. Got lost in Kokobunji yesterday. That's always a good time. Oh, and then last week I went to Monkey Bridge. Monkey Bridge. What is Monkey Saruhashi. Bridge? It's one of the famous scenic bridges of the uh, famous scenic spots of Japan. It's one of three famous bridges that are built in an unusual way that I don't remember because I know nothing of architecture. You know, if I didn't know Julian's voice, I would swear we're talking to Julian right now. So yeah. It's like the exact same kind of thing. I got lost in Japan. I went to this historic monument, saw this cool thing. It's one. We don't need Julian anymore. I don't think you'd like to hear that. <laughs> Sorry, Julian, I'm just kidding. Urgh. All right, let me keep going around. We got another fellow here with us, also hailing from Constantai, but over here in the U.S., we've got Hujia. What's up, man? Oh, not much. I am sick of turkey. <laughs> I was me reading. Too. Did you do three Thanksgivings? What the hell's Holy going on? crap. I went to uh, my wife's family, and then I went to the other side of her family, and then came back, and right now I'm at my parents'. Wow. So, I've had three Thanksgivings in three days. <laughs> That's super impressive and way more dedicated than we are. We just went to my oh parents' house. I don't know where I'm going to put any more food. <laughs> I hear you, man. We did Thanksgiving, and then the next day we did a wedding with, you know, the however many course meal and the big dessert and all you can drink. And I thought I was going to vomit by the end of the evening. So I can only imagine what a three Thanksgiving week uh, must be like. Well, I've pretty much just had that meal every day and then i can't eat anything else oh jesus ah uh, 
What can you do? Yay, American Thanksgiving. That's right. We are all about celebrating the fact that we can eat and eat and eat until we do, in fact, vomit. That is what America is good for. So, guys, I have gathered you here to this conference call to discuss something very important, and that is the Jump Animator special of Dragon Ball. Oh, I thought we were here to discuss my raise. <laughs> you got a raise? Congratulations. I mean, <laughs> you didn't. Oh, I'm asking you, boss. <laughs> there is no money going any which way. Damn. I hate to break it to you guys, but uh, there is no payment for appearing on this episode. So if you'd like to bail, now's a good time. You could still triple her salary. <laughs> That's true. It'd just be three times nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, I in fact quadruple your salary. You're so generous, boss. I Oh, wait, I never even said who I am. Before we get to the meat of this episode, my name is Mike. Perhaps you know me as Fujito EX, and uh, I run that Taizen Shibuya website and i gather people together every week to entertain me by talking about nerdy things that i enjoy that's that's really what this is all about it's it's not for anyone else it's just for me to talk to other people about dragon ball i don't care who listens to this it's all for me and speaking of dragon ball jump anime tour we are going to talk about it but before we get to that i have a couple little stuffage things i want to mention mary you will remember this last week on the show our buddy jeff decided that it would be a fantastic idea to have a fusion between apul and paragus <laughs> apul apulagas and we asked for fan art of uh, this made-up fusion character. We received three total so far. The first one was a picture of a pool, followed by a plus sign, followed by a picture of Paragus, followed by an equal sign, and scribbled in paint the letters WTF. <laughs> Fair enough. The That's second picture was... <laughs> exactly. The second picture was a picture of Paragus with a sloppy cutout of a pool's head placed on top of Paragus's head. Also a reasonable conclusion. Absolutely. And finally, we had this third, uh, I don't want to say entry because there's no contest to speak of, this third submission from Techaman James. And uh, this is above and beyond what we were looking for, I think. This is absolutely amazing. It's frightening and really good. I, I love the side shot. Yes. <laughs> I've got nightmares about that. In the back of a pool's head coming out. <laughs> I love that the scar's there, and he's all wide-eyed on the other side. <laughs> and he's got the fusion vest on, too. <laughs> it's dead on. It. it is so perfect. So, Man James, you are getting main page uh, attention here. So going up. Absolutely fantastic work. Above and beyond the Call of Duty. So, I am giving this the official Daizenshu EX round of applause. We have that? Well, we do now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no amazing. Uh, to follow that up, I was really concerned. I'm like, how do you follow that up? That is so amazing. You can't end of episode. Thanks for coming, We're everybody. done. Woo. It's been a great show. We'll check in next week. No. We have an official Dragon Ball fan creation. I don't even know what to call this. Now, Mary, you will know that I am a big fan of the band Maximum the Hormone. As am I. Their 2007 album was actually one of my favorite albums last year, period, regardless of country, origin, anything. Just an amazing album. Now, I've had this problem where I've slightly fallen out of the music scene, not even just these two or so Japanese bands that I'm into, being Asian Kung Fu Generation, Maximum the Hormone. Apparently, they had a new CD single come out last July for the song Sume Sume Sume. And there was a, I guess you would call it the B-side on the CD single. It was track two on here. The title is simply the letter F. And this is brought to our attention by someone on our forum, which is down at the moment, so I can't figure out who exactly it was that noted this to us. However, the song F is about 
Frieza. That's right, Maximum the Hormone, who you may remember uh, did the second Death Note opening and ending, uh, wrote a song about Frieza. And it is the absolute most amazing song I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> wow, that's uh, strong words. <laughs> it is strong words. I need to ask you too, the Constantine folks, have you heard this song? And if so, opinions. No. I have not. Oh. I love Maximum Hormone, but... I have not heard long. Utter blasphemy. I am immediately sending you guys a link to this after the show, and you will fall in love. You'll probably fall over in a fit of laughter, and it will be the greatest song you have ever heard in your lives as well. You know, in a week, you're just going to have a new favorite song. Well, yeah. Possibly by the end of the day, even. <laughs> It'll have to be a song that. about a pool. That's right. Someone, if someone writes a song about Apurigas, I mean, all bets are off at that point. I'm done. No more anything ever again. Let all me right, tell you about this, though. We know what we have to do. <laughs> We're writing a song. The inside of the CD booklet. And if you're not really sure if this is about Frieza, I mean, this solidifies it. There's a picture of Frieza's hover chair in there. No one's in it, but it's just kind of in there. And then I think the very back shot is a picture of Namek itself with uh, surrounding things. So it's totally, totally dead on. And then even further, and this is really interesting, if you look at the lyrics to the song inside the booklet, and Mary, we found this utterly enthralling, you know in the song, you can hear in the song, they're saying certain names. They're saying Dodoria. They're saying Kiwi. They're saying Zarbon. And what the lyrics say is it will be all of the individual syllables for the name, like Dodoria, except the second Do in Dodoria would just be an open circle to kind of represent that they're is censoring. a syllable? Yeah, maybe they're censoring it. Maybe it's like plausible deniability of it's not actually saying Dodori. It's not really about that. But then the chorus goes like, freeze, a freeze, a freeze, a freeze. A. Like, it's so about him. It's well, uh, Maybe they can't actually type the character's name out in print. Maybe they can sing it, but maybe print is another story. I don't know what Japanese no idea. is all about. However, it is the single greatest piece of recorded music ever in the universe. And, yeah, uh, fuck Mozart. <laughs> that's absolutely right. It's all about Maximum the Hormone here. So I'm going to play a very brief sample of the song, and I urge you to all go out and purchase this CD single. So guys, that's it. That is it for stuff, and I don't even think I have any news. That could be the news. All right, so there's the news. It's from like six months ago. Oh, okay, but... well, it's news to us. <laughs> it's new to me. Do you guys have anything? Has anything happened in the last week? I mean, we've all been so caught up in this Jump anime tour. Has anything else happened that you guys know of? Not offhand. I think that's been pretty much the news. Uh the anime tour happened, I just dropped everything else. Yeah, absolutely. All right, then. So uh, we have absolutely no news this episode. Whoa, a rarity. And instead, we will now talk about the Jump Anime Tour Dragon Ball Special. 
So, uh, Herms, I'm going to take it over to you. Little do you know, but you are going to describe what the Jump Animator is to all of us listeners. Or was, rather. Or was, right, because it just ended on the 23rd. Yeah. Well, this was a tour, as the name implies, this was a Jump Animator, a super Jump Animator, held to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Weekly Shonen Jump. And what this was, they had uh, new animated specials from a variety of shows. I think it was like 10 or something total. I don't really remember. And it went from 10 Japanese cities, like one each week, and just showing these things. And in order to get in, you couldn't buy tickets to this, which was the problem, as I found out. Instead, you had to send in a postcard to jump with your name and other information, and then they just draw it randomly from a lottery to decide who got to go. And so until until they decided graciously to screen these things online, that was the only way you could see these specials. And so they had... I mean, aside from the Dragon Ball special, there was One Piece and... What was it? They had Gintama, Bleach, I think, was in there. So it's kind of a, a celebration of jump stuff. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is the only Dragon Ball is the only one that got animated that isn't currently running in jump. All the others are current series. Oh, okay. That's pretty uh, noteworthy right there. Yeah. Most of them were pretty short. Like, I think the Bleach one was like five minutes or something. Oh, wow. Well, I know there were, like, Naruto ones in the past, like the sports festival ones. Uh... Not Naruto this time. Ah, interesting. Pretty sure. Yeah, got the short, got the cold shoulder. So basically, we have this 40th anniversary of Jump. They're doing this anime tour. They're showing awesome stuff. So after more than 10 years of having, you know, we've had some video game openings and some new commercials and some little comparison things and game shows. Other than that, there's been nothing episode length or longer for Dragon Ball since, really, GT ended in 1997. So now we have this new special. I, I don't know what you really call it. It isn't a movie. It's not really an OVA. It's kind of a special. It was played in a theatrical setting. For me, I'm just kind of calling it a feature presentation. I guess that kind of sums it up. Whatever you want to call it. I tried to do some research into that a little bit, and I couldn't find any official thing calling it anything other than simply an anime. Right. Exactly. It's it's a very special thing where it's episode length. I mean, it's a little under half an hour, I think, uh, running time. So it's not a, a movie in the traditional sense of the DBZ movies. So it's just kind of a special, a new thing that was animated. But the first new thing in over 10 years. So that alone is really, really monumental. And other than, you know, Toriyama slightly adapted uh, the ending of the manga for the Kanzenban release, and those kind of little things like Nekomajin Z finally ending with some parodies, this is the real sub substantial the first new substantial stuff we've had in a decade and i think all of us kind of shit our pants when we first heard that this was going to happen and even then we didn't know is it going to be a crossover with one piece because they've been doing this real heavy dragon ball one piece crossover thing to really uh, promote the 40th anniversary nothing was really clear but it ended up being a dragon ball only new special i uh, where do you want to go from here guys what do you say uh, well we should say it's the story the it's a, according to the early announcements they had of this thing the story's basis was provided by toriyama right and that's pretty important but he didn't write the script the scripts by takao koyama the guy who pretty much did all the movie scripts 
Right. So you can say it's in pretty competent hands in terms of that, where it's uh, the same people we've had over the years working on Dragon Ball. Kind of like in the video games where Kenji Yamamoto has been doing all the video game music since forever ago, and even then worked on some of the movie music, the ending themes and stuff. It's been in the same hands, and that's really nice to see. So I just want to give a really, really brief synopsis of what this movie is. And I guess you can just sum it up by saying, um, it's two years after Boo has been defeated. Everyone's kind of happy. Mr. Satan's got a new hotel, and everyone's going to have a party. They're going to eat lots of food. And all of a sudden, Vegeta's little brother shows up out of nowhere, and he's got a little alien wife with him. And apparently these two other aliens, which turn out to be remnants of Frieza's army, have been terrorizing him and his planet, and they followed him here to Earth. And Tabo wants Vegeta and everyone, well, mostly Vegeta, you gotta help him out here, since he's just too weak. Apparently, Dad sent him off to some other planet, because he was just a weakling. So, Abo and Kado show up. They're, uh, they, I describe them as kind of a cross between Dodoria and Gurd. They're kind of roundish and short, and they've got scouters and the typical armor, and they're fighting. They want to fight Tobble, and Tobble's here, he's got Vegeta, and everyone's like, these guys are kind of nothing. Why don't the kids go play with them? So Trunks is sent out by Vegeta, and Goku says go tend to fight along with him. They kind of fight each other, goes alright, then they kind of like shift back and forth with who's winning, and then they merge into Avocado, or just Akka, it's kind of weird the way that this is uh, named, and then they fuse into Gotenks, and then they fight for a little bit, and then typical ending, well, Goku's gonna finish off the fight, and then the end, everyone's like, ha 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 ha, we had such a good time, and Mr. Satan's hotel is destroyed, but everything's fine anyways. It's kind of like a short movie where new aliens show up and they got to beat them and everyone's happy at the end. Did I miss anything really important there? That about covers it. In fact, you've probably watched it multiple times by now anyways, and that's what's really special about this is that it was streamed online the day after the Jump Anime Tour ended. Not only did it stream online, but it streamed in multiple languages, one of which being English. And that's not an English dub. That's the original Japanese with English subtitles official from Japan online. Absolutely amazing. I never would have expected this in a million years. Unprecedented. I was completely shocked when I read it. I figured we'd have to wait for a DVD and then somebody to rip it. Exactly. I figured it was going to end up being a typical uh, fan, or not fan, well, yeah, fan sub, did you sub release after a DVD? You know, we were really confused because on the Jumpland website, there were these English pages talking about it. And not only were they English, but they were completely coherent English. Yes. It wasn't gibberish. <laughs> that was well, very strange. Well, then they strange. had it in German and was it French? Yes, I think it was French or Spanish. I don't actually remember. But multiple languages, not even just English. If this doesn't prove that Dragon Ball is a global phenomenon, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, they're catering to so many audiences here. That is absolutely impressive. Don't they have the same different language pages for the other two specials, too, though? Yeah, I think so, which is really impressive. There's a lot of work that went into that, and that's probably the most shocking part. Because the Japanese will just do minimal amount of effort to get maximum amount of profit. So to see them go out of their way to do all this stuff is really impressive to me. Well, because originally I found the Japanese page, and then someone showed me the English page, and then the huge debate came up of, well, are there going to be subs? Is it going to be dubs? Are they just going to stream the Japanese version and that's it? Right, exactly. We had absolutely no idea. 
and it was just it, it blew me away but by now everyone's probably watched it either in Japanese or with English subtitles so there's not a whole lot we need to say I mean we already gave a brief summary what I want to do is kind of go around to everyone it's the first new thing in over 10 years and this blew us away I want to get opinions from everyone on the story itself and even the significance of this new thing showing up and what it really means to Dragon Ball in the entire world as well as in North America so would anyone like to go first with any particular thoughts I don't want to guide you in any particular way right off the bat. I do have a couple specific things, but who wants to go first with what they think about this? I have a whole list of notes on various things I want to point out. Well, Herms, why don't you go first? Okay. Well, uh, first I have, it did come with English subtitles, but there are a few inaccuracies or things that kind of got left out. Yeah, why don't you give us a rundown of some of the weird things in here? Okay, and then I'll give my general thoughts later, but let's see... First off, um, Chi-Chi says when, you know, they're growing radishes, she says, I didn't write down what it, exactly what it has in Japanese, but she says something to the general effect of, like, work is needed for a healthy household. But then the subtitles give it something kind of different. I think, uh, Hujio, do you remember what it was? Yeah, it was, um, Goku says, if Satan's given us all this money, why do we have to work? And that's Basically. accurate, but then... Yeah, and then she says, well, shame on you, Goku. You have to learn the value of hard work like other humans do. It's kind of different. Yeah. Okay, and then when Kame Senen meets Chi Chi, he says, Chi Chi mo Chi Chi mo Genki da Jataka. And that's that my best Kame <laughs> <laughs> I love this that. Is a, like, literally, this is, are Chi Chi's Chi Chi's healthy too? And this is a pun on how Chi Chi also means breast in Japanese. Right, and I think he says in the way it was said, like, nice to see the both of you again, something like that. I think they handled that pretty well, but... Right. And I love how they have him kind of leaned over, so he's not really looking at her. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious what he's doing there. So then, when Vegeta and Goku meet, Vegeta, uh, Goku kind of questions why Vegeta's wearing his armor. And so, he says, like, well, this is a... Uh, he says, Saiyajin no Seisuda. Seisuda. And how they translate that is as formal wear, which is kind of accurate, but it's kind of weird translation. It's kind of awkward. And seiso can also mean uniform, and I think that makes more sense in context. Gotcha. That's just me. And then what Goku says in response is, Nara kore mo reno seiso da. And it's like, if that's the case, then this is my uniform. But then the subsequent titles, it's like, well, then the, this is that too, or something like that. It, it's really kind of minor, but the, it sort of changes the... So it's, it's kind of like the inherent vagueness of the Japanese language, where if you hear it in Japanese, you know what it means, but then trying to translate it over, you lose a little bit of that meaning. When Tarbo is talking, when he first greets Vegeta, and he says, when Ni Nissan Tachi defeated Frieza, and Tachi, that's more or less plural, when right. Big Brother and the others. But then in the subtitles, it's just when Big Brother defeated Frieza. And so a lot of people are saying, well, why does he think just Vegeta defeated Frieza? Right, I would say something like when you guys, or when everyone, or just simply after Frieza was defeated. Yeah, it's something like that. Although he doesn't, it's true that he doesn't seem to know who Goku is, or his role. Right. Because he thinks Goku, like, oh, you, you're no help. <laughs> yeah, I really do like that scene. Anyway, and then, when they're picking radishes, like, before Trunks starts picking radishes, he says, Dende-san no yutori. It's like, just as Dende says. Right, right. And this was, this actually comes from saying, Dore ni shiokana ten no kamisama no yutori. Which is, like, to do just as God in heaven says. And this is kind of the Japanese equivalent of ini mini mainimo. Like, if we're about to pick something at random. Ah, gotcha, okay. And so, obviously, the point is that they swap out Dende for God. Right, right. So it's kind of like a Dragon Ball joke within a 
traditional Japanese phrase, I guess. Yeah, basically. That okay. explains why the subtitles made no sense. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that phrase either. This um, K-17 on the forums pointed that out. Oh, okay, nice. So, put it to him, or her, or them, or they. Or <laughs> this entity on the internet that helped. <laughs> internet being. Okay, so then when Gray and Vegeta are formally introduced, they go through this whole kind of, it's a very standard Japanese greeting, like very polite. Right. Which is interesting that Vegeta would know how to do that. Uh, Grace says something like, oh, it's an honor to meet you, and Vegeta says, Kuchiro koso, which is this very standard Japanese thing you say, which, it's kind of hard to translate, it's not, more or less like, I should be saying that, or something. Ah, okay. I don't even know how you give a literal translation. Kuchiro is like, me, or this direction, kind of. Gotcha. But so, in the subtitles, it says, no, the honor is mine. I guess that's close enough. It's another it one is. of those really difficult things. I think a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on the fact that he said, like, oh, the honor is mine. Like, they thought this was an amazing thing for him to say, whereas it's a really standard thing in Japanese. Right. Although, debatably, the fact that he would know such, he would be so polite and formal and standard is, like, shows <laughs> that he's grown as a non-homicidal maniac. Parble says that Avo and Kato are trying to take Frieza's place, but this gets left out in the subtitles. Oh, interesting. They, I guess they, they kind of... I don't want to say they mangle it, because I don't know what happened, but how that shows up is a second... It, they say again, when you defeated Frieza. It's kind of hard to explain, but it gets left out in the subtitles and replaced with something completely different. Gotcha. And I don't know if that was a mistake, or if they just thought that it flowed better, or what, but... And then... Oh, yeah, this is great. In the subtitles... When Avo and Kato are fighting, before they split up into three people, they say in the subtitles, Romper Room is over. Yes. Which, I know it confused the hell out of me when I saw that. I don't have done what they, exactly what they say in Japanese, but it's basically just playtime is over. Something, you know, generic like that. But Romper Room is actually, it was an old children's TV show. And I guess for a while there, saying Romper Room is over was a saying, like, too mean, playtime is over. Gotcha. But no one says that anymore, and it confused the hell out of everyone. Right. Okay, very last thing. When the last thing Vegeta says is, uh, you know, they're having that fight over food. And so Goku says, oh, we're friends, aren't we? And he says, Soreto koreto pizzoda. It's like, this is a different matter. And he's like, we may be friends, but keep your damn paws off my food. Ah, right. So they, but the subtitles had this as, uh, what was it? You thought, di- like, I thought we were friends. You thought wrong. I guess it's not that bad, but I know a lot of people specifically liked the you thought wrong line. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So, All right, so those are some pretty interesting things from the subtitles. I guess we should say that the subs, the English subs anyways, were done by Anthony Carl Kim. And I don't actually know who this is. I did a you know, brief search for this person didn't see anything on him. Do you guys have any clue who it is? Uh, no. I know that uh, Tatsunoboshi Hiroko was the one who posted that on the forums. I think the name is actually uh, at the very end of the special when it streams in English, so it is oh, there, okay. which is weird because there aren't any actual ending credits in the stream. That's right. And maybe we'll talk about that. But All right, so we have this translation stuff. So, Herms, let me get a perspective from you. Watching this new Dragon Ball entity, how did it make you feel when you first started watching it and then when you were done, uh, what did you get from it? Very nostalgic. And it kind of it really does play up on the nostalgia a lot in that the opening, it's taken straight, it's just re- done Shala Head Shala. Right. I mean, they tried to really include all of the characters, even if they didn't necessarily do anything, because they had lunch there. That was absolutely fantastic to see her there. In, yes, in the background. With absolutely says, no speaking lines. <laughs> no, she's just kind of there, I think, maybe twice, like, hey guys, I'm here, and talk to you later. <laughs> she hasn't aged. 
in decades. Well, okay? no one ages in, in Dragon Ball unless there's a like five year or more time skip, maybe three. This is only two, so you didn't need to change the uh, character designs at all. But, but she hasn't appeared since before. Fair enough. <laughs> What else did you get from this? She sold her soul to the devil. That's the official explanation. <laughs> okay. That's what we came up with. Good answer. But it seemed very, you know, in a lot of ways it was very similar to all of the other movies in that, you know, they're, everyone's goofing off and an enemy comes and they beat the enemy then they go back to goofing off. Right. But there were a few, there were a lot of unique touches and, I mean, we don't know quite how much of a hand Toriyama had in this other than that he provided the original idea. But I... Maybe. I think it kind of does show his influence a lot more than the movies. Definitely. Just the like, strange just the humor, fact. definitely. Yeah. Like, for one thing, the fact is that there's an enemy they fight, but he's not really a threat. <laughs> they're, not, they're not a threat. No one's really too worried. Like, oh, he's just as strong as Freezer. Where does that, like, you know, kids... That was one of... I gotta interject. That was one of my favorite lines in the entire special, where Goku's like, you know, in retrospect, Frieza wasn't really all that difficult of a villain. <laughs> So there's not it, there's a lot more emphasis on humor than in action and in like oh the earth is in brave peril there's none of that right. really and they even say that in the narrations like well this is a story that we didn't tell you the first time around because it wasn't bones weren't that bad I think the subs are something like it failed to register in the public memory something like that yeah something like that which I thought was a really interesting way to phrase it and then there's Tarbol yes he, tell me about him a lot of people were complaining he didn't really do a whole lot. But that was one of the questions I actually had. So I want everyone to kind of chime in on this. The whole reason for this special taking place is that Vegeta's little brother shows up and these aliens follow him. So he's essentially the plot device for this taking place. Yet after he first shows up, he barely speaks again and doesn't actually partake in the fight. And in fact, is protected by Gotenks uh, after the big super wahaha no ha and just kind of stands there. So as a new character, because really we have this new character introduced to uh, the series here that didn't really do anything. How do you feel about that? Mary, let me go over to you. Give me some thoughts on Tobble here. Well, they even say that, you know, he's useless and he was sent off to some other planet. So right. I, think, I don't think it was meant to be anything other than a plot device just for Vegeta's sake. Like, oh, look. But it kind of goes against everything that's ever been said about, oh, well, there's these many Saiyajin left in the universe. Right. Oh, we conveniently left him out. So it's it, it's a bit hard to swallow, but he's not, he's not there for too long, so it's okay. Hujia, let me turn it over to you then. We'll we'll go with that route. Uh, you know, there's only supposed to be four left: Raditz, uh, Kakaroto, Nappa, and Vegeta. So all this time, what was going on with saying that there were four left? But actually, there were five. And clearly, in this story, anyways, Vegeta knew that Tobble existed, that he was out there, and of course. Toriyama couldn't write that in the past, but does this create any kind of inconsistency? Can it work? Should it work? What do you think? I think it completely works. I really had no problem with this. I know a lot of people did, but if you think about it, Vegeta as a person, you know, he he wants power. He's always competing with Goku, and to him, his little brother is just absolutely nothing. Does you know isn't even on the radar as a real fighter. So. When he says there's only four left, is he talking about there's only four that can actually fight? Right. There's another one, but he's just worthless. Right. He couldn't do anything. So, I mean, you can kind of look at it both ways. Does it make a plot hole? I, I really don't think it does. There's a comment that I saw a lot of people making, and I think it would have really helped them, and that's at least how they phrase it, was that if Vegeta simply said something like, oh, you've actually managed to live this long, something like that. And that's true. I think... If you throw in that one line, 
it explains a lot. Yeah, definitely. And it's a shame they didn't, but at the same time, you know, I think if you know Vegeta, it doesn't really... Knowing his character, that's probably something he would say. I mean, hey, my brother's worthless. He's not even a fighter. I wouldn't consider him. I've totally forgotten about him. And then even later on, when he's asking about the two new aliens that have shown up, he asks, oh, are those Frieza's men? And Tobble explains. And then Vegeta even says, oh, yeah, now I remember. And this is something that he did previously know. So it's just kind of a, with all the shit that I've gone through, I've kind of forgotten about these insignificant other beings. Yeah, it's like Frieza's dead now. I moved on. I'm basically after Goku. I don't care about you. Right. Kind of thing. <laughs> Hey, brother, I hate you. You suck. <laughs> exactly. So, Herms, let me take it back over to you now that we've got a little bit of Tobble here. What else did you want to point out about the special? Uh, any feelings that you got from it? Well, about Tarble. I don't necessarily like the fact that he didn't do a whole lot after he was introduced, but I love the fact that he, his backstory is that he's so weak he was sent away. <laughs> yes, yes, that's good. not bother anyone. Like, you know, when he was first introduced, that there'd be this new Saiyan character as, and Vegeta's brother and everything, I kind of was afraid, like, oh, God, is, is there going to be another Super Saiyan? You know, that kind of right. cliched thing. But no, in fact, he's a weakling who they got rid of because he was a disgrace. For that, they went with the exact opposite of what I thought, because I thought it was going to be another super science, too. Right. So... And, you know, we've already had the whole, well, I'm just a random Saiyajin. We've had Talus, who right. wasn't Super Saiyan. I mean, they didn't have Super Saiyan yet at that point. But we've already had that exact same story. So to have him be a weakling, that's really funny to me. Although I do have to wonder, because Goku himself was sent to a different planet as a child with the goal of conquering that planet. And if Goku was that weak to be sent to Earth, how weak must Tavl be <laughs> to just be sent off to do nothing. I mean, come on. Well, my, I find it kind of humorous, the fact, you know, as the series progressed, there were different super science stages that would come up. A new sign would appear, whether it be like Gotenks or Trunks. Right. And then something new would happen. Well, here comes a new sign, and guess what? He can't fight worth crap. Right. <laughs> so I, the part of the humor for that, I thought, was pretty funny. I agree. And then... I liked Gray too, who also did who did less than <laughs> very few speaking fact, lines. Who did less than everyone? I think we finally found a character more obscure than a pool at this point. <laughs> that might be debatable. <laughs> True. Yeah. That's who a pool should be fusing with. I agree. Crapple. I don't know. Anyway, so but she did nothing. But I loved her. Well, I loved her interaction with Vegeta. Yes. Yes. She just kind of runs up to him. And then her reaction when they're all eating at the end. That's almost like the next time we see her is at the end. <laughs> yeah. we kind of, well, we see her kind of clinging to Tarble right. quite a bit. But that was kind of like a, a dead-on, I don't know, close-up. And that's basically it for her. Mm. But, I don't know, it's just such a weird joke. It seems very Toriyama-esque. Now, tell me... But, oh, this is my wife. Does she come small. from Dragon Ball Online? Is there a connection here? There's no stated connection, but she resembles the sort of alien that Toriyama draws quite a lot. Like, there's this kind... They appear in Nekomajin. Right. The Nekomajin guy. And they appear twice. The second time is a cameo. And then... They also, there's a race that appears in Sandland that, that aren't aliens, but they're called, like, the Pichi people or whatever, and they look just like them, and she doesn't, she looks slightly different, she's actually shorter, and her clothes are different, but otherwise it's basically the same design. Gotcha. So it's kind of, 
I don't know if it's an. I think it's probably not an intentional reference. It's just Toriyama kind of being. It's just what he does. Designed him, but you know, it's just oh, I just draw the same thing again. Right. I'm actually going to cut you off and move over to Mary here because Mary, you and I watched it together almost as soon as it came out. I know that that first day people were refreshing the jump land pages, waiting for it. We seemed to catch it pretty early, so we sat and watched it together. And you know, we both had like this flood of emotions (laughs) coming out, especially when Hedgehog plays. You more so than me. All right, fine. <laughs> but tell me a little bit about how you felt. How did it make you feel and what jumped out at you from it? I am still shocked that after all these years that Dragon Ball is still able to make me feel such joy. And I know I'm not into it as much as I used to be, but when something like this happens, it's like, oh my god, this is why I love this universe so much. It makes so you much smile. Fun. And I'm pretty hypercritical when it comes to things, you know, anything Dragon Ball that comes out nowadays. Right. And I ate this stuff up with a spoon. I don't think there was really much of anything I didn't like about this special. It just made me so happy. It just catered to exactly what you thought a new special or a right, new movie should be. Right, and I like be. the fact that it, it was more humor and not so much of the action, because that's why I like Dragon Ball so much. So right. as that type of fan, it appealed to me. You've actually sense. been saying, as we've been going through the manga, you know what, maybe I do like the early stuff a lot more than I like the later stuff. So is it playing to that part of Toriyama's writing style? I think so, and it's with the characters that I enjoy more, like the later characters, as uh-huh. opposed to like the Dragon Ball era characters. Okay. Or maybe Vegeta stole the show. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I forgot that I like Vegeta a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So other than these just joyous feelings, what particular things really stuck out to you? The humor. I already said that, though. Uh-huh. And the gorgeous animation and colors. It was right. like, holy crap, I wish that Dragon Ball was being reanimated nowadays because it would look so awesome, but I was just, like, drooling over yeah. how good it looked. I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> and it's not like it, it was even super-duper gorgeous, but compared to what we're used to, it was just so vibrant and Seeing the clean. characters that we know and love with new, updated colors... And just so gorgeously animated, like even just walking along had more frames of animation than anything we've ever seen before. Yeah. There was no grain. I know. Exactly. I know. It's all digital. It's kind and of. And as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, I have to make an AOV to this. I don't care what it is. I just need to work with this footage. It's like the video file in you coming it's out here. It's so pretty. And it's pretty, must use. It's the show I love, and it's pretty. I'll just find some random song. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it justice. It'll just be to appease me, like, on right. the short term. You use F. Yes. Well, freeze. And freeze all of Freeze's uh, zero appearances. We can have Alpha and Kato. Okay, they can take Freeze's yes. place. They're trying to be Freeze. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Hujia, let me go over to you then. I mean, we've talked about joy and this uh, reminiscence that we've been going through with it. Did you feel anything different, or was it just kind of par for the course for you, too? Oh, it was uh, just the nostalgia. I think nostalgia hits it right. Yeah. On the head. I mean, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I laughed so many times. But the whole time I watched it, especially the first time, I think I just had a smile on my face the whole time. Yeah, definitely. Same <laughs> and it's just that that good nostalgia feeling, something that, you know, it's kind of been missing for a while. I just, I don't think I've gotten over the fact that it actually happened. I agree. So, <laughs> yeah, it seems very surreal um, still. It, it's, it's like, have I woken up yet? 
I know. <laughs> I can't believe that we're here this many years later talking about actual substantial material, a new special, a new episode, a new movie, whatever you want to call it. It's actually out, and it's a full-length thing. And I mean, for a lot of people who are probably newer fans, they don't have that 10-year time span of no right. new material. And we actually got into the series at a point where it was ending in Japan. And so while we did take a couple of years to catch up on you know what had come out, what was coming out in the U.S. and the original Japanese release, we, as the type of fans we are, at least Mary and I, we have had years upon years upon years of nothing, basically besides video games. It's got to be really strange for a newer fan to hear us and be like, well, why is that so special? I don't know that I can put into words. And from the sounds yeah. of it, I don't think you can either. Well, it's like I've, I've gone through Dragon Ball and, you know, anime and the manga so many times over and over and over and over right. for years. And now all of a sudden there's something new. I, I get to see something for the first time, which I haven't done in 10 years. I, I know. It's such a wonderful feeling. It's all shiny and new, and oh, I can touch it. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I was going to ask, do you think the fact that it's so new just really kind of skews your perception of it? That's actually one of the like big questions I have for everyone. Released, yeah, that was one thing I was going to talk about. If this had been released back in the day, same story, even like same animation magically, I don't know. But if it had been released back then, would you have watched it and been like, oh, this is crap? That's a good question. Well, Mary, why don't you answer then? I think that's a very good point, and it did cross my mind, and I tried to purge it from my mind the second I thought it. <laughs> no, no, it really is that awesome. Try not to think that way. <laughs> but I think if you were to watch it back to back, you know, with some of the movies as, you know, putting it in that kind of context, maybe it wouldn't be as good, but I feel like it has more and better humor than some of the movies. So I think I might think it's still better, but I definitely think time makes the heart. It's, no, wait, never mind that phrase. I messed up. I really like the reemergence of Toriyama's humor right. back into it. Pretty much after Frieza, I mean, when you got to Man, it kind of comes back a little, but I don't think it ever fully comes back. Not like it was in Dragon Ball. And so Roshi, Picking the radish that looks outline of a woman. Mary, let me go over to you because I asked you if you thought that was funny. And what do you think about that? At first I thought it was funny and then like a nanosecond later I thought, no, that's actually kind of disturbing for some reason. <laughs> Just the visual of it really, it's like, Ugh. I agree. Okay, please continue. It's like a man trick. <laughs> well, it's just stuff like that that just gets brought back in the Pafu Pafu, things that we just haven't seen The good old guys. Like, hey, we're going to, almost like a throw out to the fans. Hey, we know you haven't seen this, but here you go. Well, let me give you another one, the throw out to the fans. This is something we haven't really seen, I'm going to say since DBZ Movie 3, and that's that everyone gets this slight chance to use their signature attacks. Even Yajirobe, whose sword slice is basically a dead-on comparison to him slicing off Vegeta's tail. Almost exactly. Like, we've got the Soki Don, we've got the Kienzon, including 18 being like, yeah, you're my boy. After she does it, she like flips yeah. her hair or yeah, whatever. She doesn't need defending. That actually kind of bothered me. <laughs> yeah, true enough. But still, they... She wasn't going to get any money, <laughs> so what does it matter? But they all get this little chance to do it, and that's what I loved about DVC Movie 3 specifically, and everyone kind that gets ignored after that with their little signature attacks and I thought it was a great chance to see him again including Gotenks and the volleyball attack even though Tension Han's not there we at least get this little hint and he acknowledges him and I love that every time someone steals an attack of Tension Han's they at least acknowledge it give him his props there so that was good to see 
But that's something we should talk about. Tin Shinhan's not in yes. it. Yes. Everyone else, lunch is in it. <laughs> lunch is in it, though, with no oh, speaking roles. But at least she's there. Well, I can't remember the exact conversation, but hers is like, well, you know, he wasn't in there, but, you know, he could have been like, lunch comes in, but doesn't have any speaking lines. No, there are a lot of characters. I mean, old you know, Kaioshin. going to fight. They're all there. Right. But Tin Shinhan is going to want to fight. So he's probably going to have some line like, oh, I want to do it too. Right. I guess he could just raise his hand. But but I like how Tension Han's not there, then Chao Su kind of gets the axe too. Right. And I guess we should mention that Hirotaka Suzuoki did pass away uh, relatively recently, and he has been slightly replaced, at least in video game form. And I'm not a fan of the replacement voice. I mean, I like that voice actor himself, but as Tension Han, no. And so I think uh, rather than him being replaced with that voice, maybe it's best to stay in memory the way that we remember him than to have him slightly bastardized with that voice and that kind of performance. What do you guys think? Fair enough. I yeah, agree. That's probably what they're thinking. Yeah. But he, in- he wasn't the only interestingly, he got footage. Interestingly, I really liked the replacement for Kame Senen. Oh, really? In this. I think he did an especially good job. He didn't have a lot, but I think he like, did a half really decent liked, job, this one. I mean, I haven't like. I don't know who the current voice actor, I don't know his name, but I haven't especially liked what he's done up to this point. Right. All right, I have a couple other little questions that I want to throw out to you guys, just kind of get general thoughts on these specific things. Uh, we've actually touched upon a few of these already. How about the Easter eggs that are in here? Uh, specifically, Gohan's computer has a couple really fun ones. List. Oh, you have a list. He has, yeah, of Easter nice. eggs. Nice. Give us a rundown um, here. On his computer, he has Nekomajin Z, uh, the Tori bot with a, like, you know, Toriyama's little avatar of himself in mechanical form, the gas mask and everything, and then the one-star ball, and a planet which may or may not be a reference, but I'll be damned if I know what it is. Oh, all right. It, it's like a planet with rings. We stayed up for about so, two hours one night, yeah. flipping through all of our books, <laughs> trying to figure out what the hell it was. He was like, okay, so that, and then, okay, then later on, when there are those reporters that rush in and ask Mr. Singh questions, the main one looks like Akane Kimidori's redesign for the Doctor, the 1996 Doctor Slump anime. Yeah, I noticed that right away. They totally look like the Doctor Slump characters, but only in the redesign, like because in the manga she looks completely different. Right, and she also has a. Z bond, so I guess she's from ZTV. I love how they stuck with ZTV even into GT, but just aside there. <laughs> there are possible, then when the Tarbo and Gray are landing, there are several possible references. There's a, these are all really brief. There's someone who looks exactly like Kawa, uh, Kawa's mother from the Toriyama one shot Kawa. Oh, okay. Then there's also the, um, someone, this I'm pretty sure is a reference because it, it's from behind, but looks just like him, and it's the wrestler guy, Maruyama, also from Kawa. And then there's a woman who looks extremely similar to the one who Goku asked for directions when he first comes to West City, like with the carriage and the sunglasses and everything. So, and then uh, thanks to Dayspring on the forums for pointing out most of those. Nice. Because he's always into this kind of cross-Toriyama referencing. Yeah, I find that terribly interesting. I also noticed there was a uh, bottle of Capsule Corp wine. Oh, nice. And they were all eating. They know they, you know, they <laughs> They've expanded wine. their business. Is that it? Is there any more references? Well, that's all visual references. And then I don't know if there's a reference, but at the very end, when the whole joke with... Vegeta saving his sushi for last because he likes it best, and then Goku going, oh, you're not going to eat this, and taking it. That's really similar to something that happens in Dr. Slump early on. Oh, okay. So I don't know if that was intentional or not. And well, there was uh, oh. Shenron at the 
on family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind, when they're all eating at the table behind Goten, you can kind of see a picture that, it's not quite exactly like him, but it's, it's it's that style of dragon. It's like a distorted painting. An artist interpretation. Nice. I like all that little stuff in there. But this in here, the um, Akko's attack, the Wahaha no Hawk. Yes. This is, I haven't been able to find this written anywhere in Japanese, like officially or anything, but presumably the ha on the end is the kanji for wave. Right. And this is how I've seen it written, but not, like, just in what fans have written, so I don't know if this is in any way official, but it makes sense. So, you know, it's the uh, ha at the end of kamehameha, right. and then doden pa, and so wahahaha would be, the no doesn't really, you know, it's just the possessive particle, so it'd be wahaha wave. Gotcha. And wahaha would be like a laugh. So it's kind of a joke because ha is the wave is right. That's exactly ha, so how I took it. It's it like, like a, a stupid laugh. villain, stupid attack, and the yeah. name of the attack is basically laughing, and it's an energy attack. Yeah, so it's kind of simple. But it reminds me, this is back when I was in like grade school, not grade school, but high school or something. I came up with this. I did this comic, and I tried to make an attack by sticking together every kanji that's read as ha. <laughs> So I made this card called the boo ha 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 It was like mother tooth wave. So it's wow. absurd thing. Just so you know, this is recorded for all time. Anyway. <laughs> yes, because... Let me go around. I have, I have final thoughts. <laughs> exactly. I have final thoughts from Julian, who couldn't be here with us this evening or this morning, depending on where you are in the world. But does anyone else have any last things they want to add, how they felt, anything that stuck out to them? I had a taste of this, and now I want more. <laughs> I know. I we didn't talk final. about the ending theme. Oh, yeah. Why don't you give us a rundown of uh, what is not there? It's Orange not there. Hero. It's okay. Uh, GOKB. It's, uh, it's a conspiracy. I, I like that it's a conspiracy. They're going to include it on the DVD release. They, they showed it when it aired, and it's not on the stream, the free stream online, but it will be on the DVD release as a special feature to entice people to actually pay for what they can now get for free. Well, why don't we talk about this? There is going to be a DVD release, and I got a link over here to the Jumpland site. And Herms, you're our resident Japanese expert on the show right now. So can you give us a rundown of what is going to be available and how you're going to be able to get it? You have to send in more postcards. That's what it always yeah. boils down What's to, the- I think it depends on which magazine you get. Each postcard have um, a different picture on it for either Letter V, One Piece, or Dragon Ball, which I'm assuming is just going to be the exact same thing we've already seen. It's kind of like the images that are on the jump land right. page yep. for each series. And I think you just basically send those in. So what it sounds like is that, Herms, you and Julian will be buying lots <laughs> and lots of jump magazines. Oh, and sending lots and lots of postcards and getting as many of these damn things as you can possibly get. I'm going to charge some. You have to give me a fee. <laughs> you know what? We can some do that. Extent. We'll set up an official Daisenshui X and Kanzentai joint account. And <laughs> we'll just buy out Japan of all their copies. We will pool our funds. That's right. Because well, they won't ship them outside, the... they say. Yeah. They won't ship but them I... outside Japan. Yeah, I like how they, they put that in Japanese and in English, but in no other language. <laughs> right, the entire thing is in Japanese, except that one line, which is in Japanese, but then repeated in English, we cannot accept orders from or send items outside Japan. So uh, getting all of our hopes up and immediately destroying them. They know people are going to get them anyway. Exactly. That's why they put it online. Yep, yep. I'm going to finish off our discussion, although we do have a little bit more. It's not really the end of the discussion because this entire episode is basically dedicated to this new special. But I want to read what Julian sent in. And this is a prepared statement from his personal assistant, uh, being himself 
I guess. <laughs> he uh, got roped into doing some things with the kids at school today on Sunday. I don't know. But here's what Julian had to say about the special. And I quote, <clears throat> I got a serious case of the warm fuzzies when I watched the special. Maybe it didn't add that much to the Dragon Ball universe in the overall scheme of things, but just the same, it brought a smile to my face and made me feel like I did back when I watched the show for the first time in middle and high school. I think my favorite scene is actually towards the beginning when the Sona family is having dinner together. Hearing the conversation between Chi-Chi, Goku, Gohan, and Goten was just such a classic moment that it nearly brought a tear to my eye. And there you go, Julian's official statement on the special. I approve. I approve as well. I love your Julian impersonation. <laughs> Where I just speak slightly more slowly and enunciate <laughs> slightly better and try to lower my voice, but then I give up halfway through and just talk normally. Yeah, basically. All right, so that's the end of the topic portion of the show. But guys, we are not done. Mary. Yes, sir. <laughs> you done eating your chocolate? Yeah, I'm in the middle. <laughs> well, regardless of where you Put are in your chocolate, it's time for your top five list. It's my life force. Mary, your top five list for this particular episode. And hey, you have a top five list for this episode. Yeah. Fancy that. You are going to do your favorite five moments from the new special. That's right. Most of them we've discussed. That's all right. We'll That's get all right. your That's quick okay. little rundown perspective on it. So how about number five? Number five is Bulma and Vegeta fighting towards the end. Uh, we don't get to see much of these two interacting throughout the entire series, but I thought it was dead on with what we know about their characters. And, you know, if we did get to see them in their everyday lives, I'm sure this is exactly how they would be. And it was just perfect. Even though they're bickering there, they're totally right for each other. Damn right. They kind of like feed off of their anger and hatred for each other. They're perfect. Absolutely perfect. All right, how about number four? Number four I picked uh, was Gotenks' attacks. Uh, he kind of pays tribute to Yamcha's and uh, Tenshin Han's attacks, which I thought was a nice little bonus, just a little right. nod to those. And then concludes with his own attack, which yeah. is kind of nice. Lots of tossbacks. All right, how about number three? All right, number three was totally unexpected, but very much Toriyama humor, and I had to I had to make Mike like go back and rewind to like look at it again because I was just <laughs> the very first time we watched. I had to the rewind of Oolong and Poir wearing aprons and blushing and serving refreshments to everyone during the fight. It was just so disturbing but like hilarious. Oolong just kind of turns around and looks at him, <laughs> <laughs> and Oolong's kind of walking with like this. I, I don't know how he's like shaking it. his ass as he's walking. It's really strange and kind of creepy at the same time, but it was funny you gotta pay the bills that, that's right that's right all right mary how about number two number two was a prime example of goku turning into a grade a asshole during this special <laughs> where um vegeta is kind of telling trunks to go and take care of this business and then goku whispers to goten hey vegeta says you can go fight with trunks too even though that's totally not what vegeta said and goten's like yeah it's like, oh, Goku, you little ass. And what I like is that Vegeta's initially pissed, but then he, whatever, just goes on from there. It doesn't matter. All right, so your number one moment in the new special, Mary. And this was something we've already talked about, was uh, Grey and Vegeta being introduced to one another and Vegeta being hyper polite. It was very, very strange and adorable and kind of, he had this SD kind of expression, like his head seemed really big and yeah, bug-eyed yeah. and... Totally flustered, but, you know, bowing at the same time. It was really funny. Absolutely wonderful. Well, thank you, Mary. That is your top five list for this week. Hopefully, we'll do some more top fives in the future. Yes, we shall see. Nice. So with that done, we're going to do one more, or I should say one thing in the entire episode that is not related to the new special, and that's a couple of very quick releases. 
So it's the end of November still. In fact, this episode is coming out on the last day in November. So once again, we will do the first week in December, and then next month we'll hit you up with all of December's releases. So the very first thing on December 2nd, so this week, this Big, Dragon Ball Z Volume 3. This covers Tonkobon and or graphic novels, whatever you want to call it, 23 to 25. It is $17.99, and Amazon's got it for $12.23 pre-order still. So if the rest of you still have an outline open... Herms, I'm going to go over to you. You're going to tell me what's coming out on December 4th. TV Hun Anime Comics, Dragon Ball Zettel, Saddle Game Hen, Dividing Line 3. <laughs> For, I don't know how you read that. 730 yen, which is about uh, $7.30, but kind of more, considering that the dollar exchange, the dollar yen exchange rate is still all screwed up in a bad way. For us. Anyway, so yes. That's, so they're kind of getting through the Z series of this thing. Yeah, they're moving along. I mean, you'd think they'd give up at this point. <laughs> I see these in stores all the time, and I don't know if that means that they're that people buy them or if no one buys them. I was them. wondering about that. I was wondering if you know they actually show up and do you see anyone Should picking them up? Should set up some hidden cameras Exactly. We've got to get some vigilante stuff going on, see if anyone's buying these or if it's all just a ruse to make it appear more popular than it actually is. But we will ignore this redundantly redundant crap. And Hujio, you're going to give me the last thing coming out that same day, December 4th. Dragon Ball Z, Infinite World, by Namco, Bondi, and Dimps. Uh, comes out of Japanese PS2, $59.90 at PlayAsia. There you go. That is the first week in December. And like I said, uh, next week we'll start doing the rest of December. So now we take it back over to the special related things, and we'll do some emails. And by that, I mean uh, one email. <laughs> <laughs> the one email we're going to do comes to us from Marcus. I'll read it, and you're all going to answer it for me. Marcus says, Hey, everyone that dies in Chewy X. And, well, the constant Thai folks as well. I have been visiting your site every day for the past five years. I must congratulate you on your podcast anniversary. Anyway, I have finally been able to watch the special, as it is finally spread all over YouTube. Huh. I can only describe it as being very special. After watching, I thought I'd read some comments from the public and found these. Quote, in all lowercase, Goku sounds like a girl! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Followed by, again, all lowercase, the Japanese Goku sounds weird. And, and this is actually correct capitalization and punctuation, quote, I take it this is to get people excited about the live-action movie coming out? After watching something which we have been looking forward to for some years now, the ignorance that the general public or fans saddens me. Ignorance that the general public or fans... Okay, so that doesn't make sense. I was just wondering what you think of the general reaction of the special is, and indeed what your views are of the reaction. Many thanks for reading this. Keep up the great work. Marcus from the UK. Uh, this is a subject I have a lot to say about in the future, and it may be a WTFEX episode, and that's like comments on the internet and YouTube specifically. So, Mary, let me go over to you first. I know you haven't read lots of public comments that's about right, this. That's right, it's because of shit like this that I don't look... <laughs> you reach a certain age where you just don't give a crap what other people have to say. Even though it's you know it's not like I made the special or anything, but I just care not to know about how stupid people are because really it's going to depress the hell out of me. So I don't know what people's reaction is. I I kind of overheard you saying that your form was really active because of the special coming oh, yeah, out. So yeah. I'm assuming that it was positive over on your forum, but I really have no idea. Well, the nice thing about our forum is that I, I, I've been a little lax on this. Enforce proper you know, punctuation, capitalization, and sentence structure, and these type of people uh, 
generally don't come to our forum, so we don't get a lot of this. But yeah, it's been pretty active. Hujio, let me go to you. What do you think about these types of comments? And do you come across them a lot? Do you go out seeking these kind of things? What do you got? I'm kind of in the same boat as Mary. I this is one reason I don't venture too far outside of Daisenshu EX. So I did actually go on the Funimation forums because I was just curious if anything was mentioned over there. And it was kind of about the same thing. There were even people that had no idea that it was going to be coming out. You know, I saw a lot of that, too, where people didn't know. But I can understand at the same time, I mean, we live and breathe this stuff because it's kind of our side hobby. But if it's just a regular hobby for you, you have to actively go out and look for this. Because it's if not, you're hanging out on the Funimation forums, I guess, and that's your primary source of news, then, yeah, you're not getting the big picture. So, I mean, in, in a way, to me, most of these, especially the, the Japanese Goku sounding weird and stuff like that, I mean, that's mostly coming from people that are just fans of the dub. They really right. could care less about the Japanese side of it. Those are, I don't know, I'm not a huge fan of the dub, as most people probably know. So, um, I don't really know what to say about some of them. All right, Herms, what do you think? Well, it's interesting because I was reading some of the reactions to it over on Arlong Park, one of the One Piece forums. And it's interesting because people, most of the people there, they're familiar with the Japanese version of One Piece, right? Right. Because most of the series hasn't been dubbed in English in any way, shape, or form. But most of them, a lot of them are aware of Dragon Ball only through the dub. So there are a lot of comments like, man, it's weird hearing Dr. Kureha's voice coming from Goku's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Or it's weird hearing... It didn't talk like Luffy. So that was kind of interesting to get that kind of flipped perspective. Well, you know, we've talked a lot about this in the past where Dragon Ball for the American audiences is not really anime so much as it is just a show that was on TV. And for a lot of these more casual fans, it's just something they remember watching when they were kids. And there is little to no familiarity with the Japanese version and little to no caring about the Japanese version. And that's not to say that that's bad or that's not okay because i mean you like what you like but it is really strange seeing people who are fans of other japanese things like the japanese version of other shows like we all know that everyone who's watching naruto is watching it fan subbed online maybe they watch the dub but they're not going to know about the latest things without seeing the japanese version and so to see those types of fans come over to dragon ball and suddenly have no interest in the japanese version i just find this so fascinating i don't i don't even know i think it's it's almost an an ignorance of the past in a way i mean you have krillin and luffy and there were people that honestly had no idea that they were both played by the same woman and that just kind of I was almost shocked when I saw that. I think part of it also has to do with the fact that when Dragon Ball Z first came out in the U.S., there was no Japanese connection that was really put onto the fans. Right. It was, hey, look, we have a cool show. We're going to stick it on Cartoon Network. You should watch it. And nothing else was really mentioned about it. But as the anime industry has progressed nowadays, you know, even with Naruto and One Piece, things like that get mentioned and they get correct releases and fans get upset if they don't have, you know, the Japanese track and stuff like that. But when Dragon Ball first came out, most of these fans probably remember seeing it. 
that wasn't the case. Well, these new shows and the companies that produce them, or at least bring them out over here, they revel in their Japanese-ness. I mean, can Naruto be any more Japanese? Yeah. It's about ninjas, and the fact that it's got traditional-sounding instruments in its musical score, I mean, it's so heavily Japanese, and the way that Dragon Ball was treated, with the exception of maybe the original TV series by Funimation, tried to go as far away from that as they could. Not that Dragon Ball is inherently Japanese in style or anything, really, but... Well, I think it was easier to get away with that definitely. in Dragon Ball than in any other anime, because yeah. it is so science fiction-y and more cartoony than most anime. I know we've had this conversation before, style. So that's that. I mean, I, I think the the answer from all of us is that we're also very close-minded and we try not to stray far away from other people that justify our own feelings and opinions. So maybe we're the wrong ones to ask about this. But it is these type of comments that keep us away. It sounds so mean and so elitist and so asshole, but this is the shit that keeps us away from talking to people on YouTube. I mean, what else do you say about it? Well, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So that's the one email we're going to do this week because it was about the special and we got a wonderful episode already behind us. So we're just going to leave it at that. We'll leave it on an up note. I don't know if that was an up note or not. <laughs> I mean, if you if you take being an elitist as a good thing, <laughs> I take it as a good thing. People listen like, oh, it's just them bashing the dub again. Oh, turning off the podcast. What the hell do I care? I hate these people. I'm going to go find a different show. But that's fine. Would you be so negative if it was... Would you be so negative if it was spelled properly? Well, that's the thing. I mean, in Japanese, it isn't even spelled properly, so whatever. Can you really take it seriously? Oh, Mary. Yes. If people, after listening to that, still would like to send us comments or questions. If you don't want to be reamed on the internet, you, you can only... send your emails over to <laughs> podcast at diezex.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. That's right. Thank you, Mary. You're going to send me some emails, right? I'm going to send you some love notes. That's fantastic. In in the voice of Goku. I will be sure to read those aloud on the show, because that would be thoroughly interesting. Thank I you. don't know how Goku... I mean, I don't know enough the Japanese version that I can write how he talks in text. Just pronounce Just like all, of the sil- or all of the vowel-esque syllables uh, the opposite of each other. Like, rearrange the five vowels that we have, maybe six with a Y, and just pronounce them differently. So basically type like YouTube people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you little writing gooding. Ah. <laughs> uh. That is the end of this episode. I would like to thoroughly thank Hujio and Herms from Constantai for popping on. And I wanted to have you guys because basically you're the only other place that I care to look at online. And so I figured if we're going to talk about the new special, who better to have on than the people I know that will, again, justify my own feelings and thoughts and make me feel like a better person, not actively challenge me on my own show. It's perfect. It's exactly what I'm looking for. So thanks, guys. We just egg on the insanity. <laughs> Please plug your website. Well, Herms and I can be found over at www.kanzentai.com. That's kanzentai.com. And oh, we have all sorts of cool stuff going on. Right now, it's basically flooding everything about the new special. Yes. So, but we have other things in the works. We have some Daisenshu translations currently underway. We're actually streaming the special for a while, but it um, made the site explode. Yeah, I heard you uh, it, broke some it, servers it, somewhere. Yes. No, we, um, I, I, while I was streaming it uh, the second time I watched it, 
I downloaded it, put it up on the site because I was just trying to help people that couldn't get the jump browser to work, which was somewhat of a pain even for me. Right. But uh, I got it up. And what actually happened was overnight, there were so many people logging on at the same time, all the other sites that are hosted on our same server were going down because <laughs> we were using up all of the resources. Our host contacted me and said, um, hey, what's going on? So after 24 hours, it was pretty much dead. Well, it was a valiant effort. It worked for a while. Nice. So. <laughs> no screen caps. Nice. That's always good. I am going to jump off of what you guys mentioned, a lot of stuff about the special going up. I'm catching up to you guys. I have updated the main page of the movie guide over on Daizenshu EX, and I do have an mm. entry for the new special, uh, you know, kind of basic information about it, the cast and the crew. Very similar stuff to you guys, but it's nice to have it multiple places because, you know, our forum will go down, your website will go down. You need multiple places to see this stuff. And I did my own synopsis of it as well. So if you want to read someone else uh, talking about the exact same thing that you can just go watch for yourself, uh, I suppose that's a good place to do it. So, Konzentai is a great place. Temple of Trunks. Mary? It's a moderately okay place. You said you probably want to do some screen caps from it. Yeah, um, I love one of the few joys I get out of my few updates to the site is putting up screen caps. And what better joy, um, you know, than working with this gorgeous footage? I'll probably take some chibi trunks uh, screenshots, put them up on the website. I'll try and have one more update before the year ends, giving me two updates for the year 2008. That would be pretty sweet. I am currently taking bets on whether or not Mary follows through. Hey, on this I actually get a winter break. I might have some. <laughs> I might have some All time right, to do it. I'm in on. This. All right. 500 yen, she does. <laughs> I hear $5. Anyone want to go higher? What we got? Mm. I, Mary, I have full faith in you. The only thing is you have to finish the game you're playing because if you don't, nothing's getting done. Oh, yeah. True <laughs> enough. Hey, I still have, like, wedding homework I still have to do before <laughs> I, I even do any... You know, site stuff. I still gotta pick out photos and do our video editing. Oh, yeah. I'm calling it homework. <laughs> nice. That is the end of our show. This is episode 153 of Dyes and Next week, I think I arranged for a, an episode about cosplay. I'm going to have to follow up and make sure that I have my dates correct. So that will be fun. We'll have some special people on. And if it's not next week, it'll be the week after. I know it's coming up soon. I think cosplay will be next week. And then the week after that, we're going to try and catch up and wean ourselves week back onto... Uh, okay, then I don't know what we'll do, but we will figure this out, because... But next week is the, the first episode of the Dyson X Podcast Z. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I was going to say, forgot that. <laughs> I, I did actually forget. Before we started recording, we are like, hey, hey, 153, isn't that funny? And then I totally forgot. Yes, we have now uh, reached the exact number of episodes as the original Dragon Ball TV series, and I don't think I will be renaming or appending any extra... We already have extra letters appended to the name of our site and show, so I think maybe I'll call it Plus Alpha. I don't know. That's it. All right. So for Mary over here, for Herms and Hugio from Konzentai, and for Julian, who's with me on Daizenshu EX, that's www.daizex.com. All of us. My name is Vegito EX, and Herms, I give you the pleasure of closing out the show. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Hugio, <laughs> say the line. Daizenshu EX podcast, konsomo kite, kurusate, arigato gozaimasu.
Welcome. Ah, that sounded. <laughs> I'm 12 years old. <laughs> Welcome to puberty. Uh, let's redo that. She's <laughs> ripping open chocolate, and trying to eat it. You can't eat chocolate into the microphone. Okay. What the fuck? What the hell was I saying? All oh, right. Ten years. Thank you. Uh, 